This is Michael Drake, Chancellor of the University of California, Irvine. And whenever I get the urge to hear the voice of independent music, I tune in to KUCI at 88.9 FM in Irvine or over the web at KUCI.org. Hello, my name is Kimberly Martin, and you're listening to Kimberly Martin's Real People of Orange County, a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Opinions expressed on this show are totally mine and do not reflect the opinions of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about Kimberly Martin's Real People of Orange County and other shows, please go to KUCI.org. Well, hello, Heather. We are on air today together. Yeah, we are. Only I'm in the hot seat. You're in the hot seat. Yeah, well, I'm in the hot seat because we switched places. I took your chair today. Well, technically, in, in I can't hear you. Oh, is there a reason? I, I don't know why there's a did I Did I do something I wrong be, already? No, I hear myself. Oh, okay. I hear myself well. All right, I hear yeah. you better now. Yeah, usually in, in radio, the hot seat is um, the one that actually uh, you basically, uh, the guest is always in the hot seat. That's right, because yeah. they're the one being asked all the tough questions. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like the Wally George thing, because Wally George always said that his show is actually called Hot Seat. And oh it was on gosh. 56, and it was awesome. How do you remember that far back? I thought you were a youngin. They would play reruns. The poor guy, he didn't, um, the station manager liked him. And so that he played reruns and then he sold airtime. And the station owner of 56 at the time was kind enough to let Wally keep his money because Wally was pretty destitute at the end of his life. It was really sad because he's a television pioneer. And so... Oh, I, you knocked yourself out? Okay. As long as it wasn't me doing the fancy footwork over there, I'm good. Heather's there turning we go. back online. Yeah, the microphone's quite not off a little bit today. So so wait, yeah. go back to Wally George. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember way back when I was a kid, and I think my dad, I, I must have known about him because of my father. Well, yeah, that's a good way to know about him. My, my dad always just disliked him so much that... Um, we have what? We have a caller. Oh, okay. We do? No, no. Oh. I said, how do I get online? <laughs> oh, how do you get online? Okay. So basically, um, he's, so he, he was kind of destitute towards the end of his life and he had, um, um, he, he, he basically lived in a one bedroom apartment and then he had custody of his little kid, Holly, and it was really sad. And I actually went to his memorial service at the Crystal Cathedral and he only had a few people there besides me and, it, and, it, wow. it was really sad for being such a well did it and i mean was it was his passing you know widely publicized or oh yeah it was in the register and i found out about it and and that that's how you that's how i found out about that so huh. you just click one you, um if you want to go online you just click google google chrome, chrome. oh okay. yeah there you go um, all right. Well, so uh, so tell me, how long ago was this? Because obviously you followed him for a while. Um, yeah, God, it must have been two. Th- Let me look that up. Actually, um, I, it must have been two thousand one when he passed away. Um, so, well, if you're just tuning in, this is Real People of Orange County, and Heather and I are here in the studio together because, We're well, we had a shift change in the schedule, and 
And up until uh, I had a little short notice about my day, so I was I was unable to reschedule my guest. Oh, that's too bad. So, well, it's actually okay. I I like chatting with you, and I hope that I hope that our listeners don't mind either. So, it was two thousand three. Yeah. I, I pulled up his fan site, and I don't remember him having as much hair as he's showing here online. Well, he always had it combed in very creative ways. Did you do that, or <laughs> yeah. did I do that? You did that because the cart channel was still on. Oh, well, that worked out. That was like it yeah. was almost like good pr- radio show producing. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he actually started off in radio, too. Now, if mm. I turn this off, will that turn off, and that'll be better, right? It's faded down, so you're, you're okay. Okay. Yeah. I am retraining today because they put you through fabulous, you know, and rigorous training here at uh-huh. KUCI. But as 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 it goes, I had wonderful Heather by my side. So whatever muscles you don't exercise, you don't use. You don't you don't remember. So Heather, I can is attest here. to that because I got pretty big at one point. So. Oh, you mean well? You're talking about real muscles. Well, I'm talking about oh. the muscle of learning yeah. how to use use the board. I, I know I paid attention in class, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. It, I, yeah, I mean, it, it it takes some time. What was Wally? What would? What was his central message for his politi- politics? Do you remember? I don't think he had one. Honestly, he just was like a bit. I remember him as somebody. Oh, it says conservative radio, but I remember him as somebody that just liked to rant. Yeah, he was. I don't think. I think he just liked the hey, wow, look, I'm on TV factor. I don't think he really. Had a deeply held conviction, but you know, I you know, you never know uh, away from the camera. But that's just the way he came across. So he was born in Oakland, and he passed away here in Orange County in yeah. Fountain Valley. Well, the the thing is too is like when he would once in a while he would have female mud wrestlers on, and then he would oh, be that was his real yeah, conviction. And then, he would, then. <laughs> and then he would. He, I he, think that's why my father must have been watching. Yeah, and then he would all pretend that he was outraged but then he you can tell he clearly enjoyed it so <laughs> he clearly included him regularly yeah, on the he, roster yeah he, yeah he was like oh oh i can't believe this is happening and then wink wink i, I love this a lot and so um yeah you really never know if he where he stood but um the one thing though is um he did have a little monologue at the beginning of, of his reruns and he would rail against Bill Clinton. So you kind of felt that he he was at least, you know, he was conservative to it. Well, point. but was it Bill Clinton in office or Bill Clinton before office? Because everybody kind of likes to rail against the president. That may not be the best indicator of one's politics. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Some people are just very contrarian. None of, none, well, not contrarian, but they have a certain viewpoint. And then the president, uh, you know, violates that viewpoint. And, the, you know, they, you say something about it um i know i railed against clinton bush and now obama um but you know i i think he i don't know he i don't think i remember him saying something to pro george bush but i don't it's been a while since i've seen his old reruns so right i would i would like to see if there was enough interest out there to try to get some of the rights to some of the stuff and then put it on D- on dvd oh because I, I think that would be a really totally cool thing. see you doing that yeah that would be awesome yeah it would be really awesome and then maybe put it on blu-ray so you can put a bunch of stuff on it because it has a bigger capacity so you you can put out one disc and it's the best of and then if it's or there's enough interest you can start putting more out so um, yeah, he had this really mentally deranged guy that was quote unquote liberal, and his name was Rudy. And was he a, like a little bit of a co-host? No, he wasn't a co-host, but he was a frequent guest. And there was one night he had like blonde frizzy hair, and he was like mentally deranged, and it, it seemed like he was just a homeless guy that Wally found on the side of the road. 
And uh, the, I, I seem to vaguely remember that. <laughs> and Not so, unlike some of our KUCI DJs here from time to time. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So so he would. Um, I think one night he said, "If so, Ronald Reagan does something, I will burn the American flag." And then he took a cigarette lighter and the little plastic flag. So it's it's it would be a bad smell because of, it wasn't a real American flag. It was one of those little plastic ones that are printed on the the th- plastic. Right. And so he had a little Zippo lighter and he was about to burn it and the security guards pull him off and before he was able to light it and it was just like he's had some really just funny stuff on the air and he's an original i mean most of fox news is a better produced version of wally george oh and that's so funny so i mean to me to me bill o'reilly it was you know he when he was alive i always felt that like you know he was not living in the greatest situation i always felt bill o'reilly and Sean Hannity had some moral obligation to take care of him because they're so rich off of that format. So, huh? Um, well, what, yeah. how would you describe that format? By the way, Wally George got his start at age fourteen in radio. Yeah, that that wasn't uncommon back then. And then uh, it seems like the barriers to commercial radio are so high these days that that doesn't happen anymore. And um, I don't know where the next generation of radio talent is going to come from because the um, the Telecom Communications Act of 1996 made it so it's harder to get an on-air job. Uh, and so basically what that's made it happen is um, when they, they consolidated, you had so many syndicated radio shows where before you had local hosts. And so some the best of the local hosts would go syndicated and they got famous. Right. Um, all of the great radio hosts, even if you disagree with them, like Rush Limbaugh, Stephanie Miller, Phil Henry, Mike Malloy, uh, um Oh, like there's more, but like all of those came from the 80s and 70s, um, well, and and all the 90s, like Heidi Heidi and Frank or whatever is on KLOS. They came from the the, the post telecom merger. They blow. I mean, Mark and Brian sucked, but these guys are worse. There's like dead air, and it, I mean, there's, oh yeah, there's dead air when they're talking and they're just kind of like going in circles. Um, and I, I don't think they know how to do radio, honestly. Well, but you don't want to discount the fact that a lot of that. That radio programming is transitioning over to satellite radio, which has an enormous amount of programming taking place. The only people that really transitioned to satellite was Howard Stern. No, that's not true. I disagree with you. All of those guys have their own radio shows, and all of them, their programming is played on satellite radio. Oh, you mean Mark I mean, and you, Brian and stuff? Or, I don't or, know about those guys. I, I I'm ju- not sure I mean, they're just mean. national shows. But, well, you mentioned um, Hannity. You mentioned, what was the other guy that was on there? Um, the Fox, Glenn Beck. Oh, oh, well, oh well. So s- many of the of the people that you and I grew up with here in Southern California even have gone on to have talk radio shows. Yeah, yeah. On satellite radio. But, there, but, the, but the satellite show is just a repeat of what they do for the commercial terrestrial shows. Sometimes, like, it, but not entirely. Sometimes, like, uh, Alan Combs has his own talk show. <laughs> I love oh, that you show. laugh. Because Alan Combs is so bad, and then, like, um, all of Hannity's callers call him up and beat him up, like verbally like they're abusive towards them and then like Sean and then just Alan Combs takes it and that's what that's what I love about that I show think, I don't think he takes it I think he sits and lets the person talk long enough to hang themselves no I don't usually usually the talk the caller would usually outthink Alan Combs but oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> which isn't a hard thing to do. He just is kind of, I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of oomph. No, he, he really doesn't. Way. And that's why he, Hannity actually chose Alan Combs to be his co-host. And usually if you have a debate you show. Hannity, well, I think they left mortal enemies, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah. I don't think they like each other at all. Well, at the end, but at, when, you know, when you have somebody that picks your debate partner and he's the, you know, the other side of the debate, that that's not a very, you know... I don't think Alan's sorry about it. It launched a pretty phenomenal career for him. Well, he was on New York radio before that, though. So, I mean, he, he was still doing pretty well. Was he? Yeah. So, huh. yeah. Yeah, I'm just... So, anyways, it's going to be interesting to see where... Uh, on-air radio is not going away. For Why do you think it's not going away? Well, because your I mean, cell would... phone is... A, it, your cell phone can get audio. It can stream audio through... Um, for free. For free. Which you can do if your car rate, if you, you know, buy a car, your radio's in there already and, and it's not for free, but it's certainly cheap. Um, basically, unless cell phone batteries get better, if you have an emergency, uh, you don't have anywhere to go to for emergency broadcast information if it's an event that like the San Francisco earthquake. Right. Uh, your cell phone only, your battery will last one day at best. And the EAS system is in place and um, basically... Your radio, your transistor radio will last longer in an emergency than your phone. So, Gosh, I, I don't even think my kids have seen a transistor radio. That yeah. is pathetic. I need to well, be a better parent. It doesn't have to be transition transistor, but it can be like a little Sony $9 Walkman thing. So I, I really don't think terrestrial radio is going anywhere. I think I it's in not. a. I think it's in a transition state where... Uh, Clear Channel bought stations for too much money, much like the housing crisis. And now that the ad market tanked, uh, they can't make good on the revenue uh, that they thought they were going to generate through ads to pay for these stations. And uh, I think a holding company owns them now. And so it, it's going it, to – and then they're, they basically fire all the lower-level staff and then give Rush Limbaugh a big pay raise. And hopefully the, it kind of transitions. most of the air time because this show is yeah. three or four hours long. Well, three hours long. I think one of the rules, and KFI already abides by this rule, by the way, but I think one of the rules that needs to take place is um, is you can only have uh, nine hours of syndicated programming total in your daytime sec- in your daytime uh, or, or your 24-hour period because um, you're a local station. You're supposed to serve the community interest, and I don't think it serves the community interest just to play a syndicated show from somewhere else. So I would like to see a rural instituted where you can only have 9 to 12 hours of syndicated programming, and you can only have about 4 or 5 or 6 hours of, um, of uh, what do you call it, infomercials a week, and that's it. Because that, that way a lot more people would have at least access to the airways or at least getting paid. I mean, that's one of the reasons why... It forced them into yeah, some there's a lot of higher prof- quality There's a lot of really good radio professionals that don't have jobs, me included, that... Um, <laughs> and, and, and they need... We to, don't do shameless plugs here at yeah. UCI. <laughs> and, and so some of those rules changes would give more opportunities for people that used to be in that field to come back. So, I mean, I, I think that's a way that you need to revitalize it so... I mean, you might still have a, a, a right-wing host, but at least he's local. At least he's 
And at least he's accountable. At least, to yeah. At least he's accountable. Him. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that that would be a, a nice change, but because I, I mean, the the public airwaves are public. Um, you and I own them, and and the people listening and out. And we in should the radio, protect them. Yeah, and we should protect them from people that just try to strip them and then just down try with to syndicated s- radio. <laughs> down <laughs> with syndicated radio. There there are a few good syndicated shows, but it would be nice if uh, if those were relegated more to satellite, and then um, you, you're you got more local programs. Well, so there's a couple. So, okay. So if you're just tuning in, this is Real People of Orange County. And today the real people you get to listen to are Heather McCoy and Kimberly Martin, because we didn't have a guest today. We had schedule change here in the station and wasn't able to flex. Well, this isn't the beginning of the new quarter. So you've been fine for today. Oh, gee, thanks for pointing that out on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Darn it. Darn it. <laughs> My excuse didn't work. No, I thought this was, I don't know why I did, because Matt Kaplan even told me that he was going to miss his last show. But these connections aren't easily made when you have a house full of people and lots of noise and, yeah. and crazy yeah. things going on. So, um, and, you know, on top of that, I have migraine headaches. So the fact that you said you wanted to sit and chat for an hour, I was just like, huh. Wonder if I can even pull that off. Yeah, I had one. I had a migraine not too long ago, a migraine headache, and I had the flu last week. And the, the even put two thoughts together, that would be really hard to do. So it is hard. Yeah, but, but that's okay. We're here. We're doing it. And I'm even learning the board today. And Heather's <laughs> Heather's being gracious enough to walk me through. Well, we sound like sick bay over here. I'm sniffling. You're coughing. And well, I'm sure this is I'm fascinating. I'm sure this is a good enough argument for um, limiting syndicated radio the way we're carrying on here today. Well, yeah, the, the, I, I, I had, um, I'm still getting up mucus and stuff, so that's a lot of fun. <sighs> so, what's going on in the news today? I haven't, I've been, well, I, I've been, one, a couple of things I wanted to talk about were some of the crazy stuff that's going on. Um, there was a, there was a gentleman that boiled his wife. Yeah, he boiled his her remains, I believe. I don't know if he boiled her <sighs> so alive, though. distressing. Why? That he boiled his wife? You don't find that distressing? No. Because, I mean, cremation, I don't know. What's the difference between that and cremating yourself? I think there are civilized ways to... Um to dispose of a body, and I don't think boiling is one of them, especially <laughs> if you're a chef. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think also the fact that it took four days proved that that wasn't really the most expedient method. No. Well, I can I can definitely see that being on a TV show sooner or later, because it, it's something I've never seen on Law & Order SVU or anything. <laughs> well, it's certainly probably going to make its way wife. to a thousand do, do, ways do. you can die. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I wouldn't want to be boiled to death, but as long as, long as I'm dead already, then boiling my care? body. No, not really. I I want to I want to be cremated just because of the space stuff. Like you're worried about taking up excess space on the yeah. Because I mean, look how big it's cemeteries are. So nice of you. They're one of the nicest. What yeah. you know? What if you think about it? When we sell off all the wonderful national parks that we have, yeah. cemeteries might be the only place that kids can go to see grass. That that's true. I. Honestly, though, I, I would rather not see grass. Like, we have an apartment complex we live at called the Aspens in Santa Ana. I just said it. Um, but it, we're moving. But I so thought I don't you really already care. moved. So what's no, up not with yet. That? Um, but anyways, they have so many trees, and then they have so much ground coverage, like poison oak, or pie, not poison oak, but uh, I can't remember what it's called. But they have so much coverage on... Um, they don't have a lot of grass there. And to me... And you like it better that way? Yeah, grass takes up a lot of water. Oh, so you're concerned about the water issue. Yeah, it's a water issue. I, I think less grass everywhere would be great. But, yeah. 
So anyways, yeah. Well, I disagree with you. I think our bodies need to see nature. But I don't think a curated lawn is nature, though. Because in Yosemite, like... No, it's more of an oxygenation thing. I think our connection to um, this little symbiotic relationship that we have with growing things, whether they're neatly pruned or not, is pretty integral to our survival. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you agree? I I guess. I don't know. I I kind of... I, I, I think trees would be more oxygenating than grass, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, oh my gosh, should we have a debate? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> okay so what else is going on besides boiling people? Well, okay. The boiling of the people, there was a gentleman that was doing something today that made him stronger than normal. And then he passed away. Did you hear that one? What's that? I'm sorry. I think he's a Hollywood actor. I actually didn't catch his name, but I, you could look it up for me. You've got the computer over there there was a hollywood actor today that murdered his landlord and her cat nice and jumped either over a fence or off a balcony something to that effect he passed away but while he was trying to be so while the neighbors were trying to subdue him they said he had um beyond human-like strength well and they deduced that he was taking a street drug that made him stronger. <laughs> Great. I don't think they should tell anybody what the name of the street drug is. I remember what they said. I am not repeating it because I don't think any of us need to know what's going to make us more super-like. Yeah. It's probably roid rage or something. Uh, or house. Or, well, landlord rage. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just looked up another news item. I, I, if, for those that don't know, I still go on AOL. Uh, I, oh, I have, how, that's my, how even? Yeah, well, the reason why is um, the AOL homepage is like my grocery store, um, like, rumor mail magazine rags thing. Right. And so when I check my email, I always like to read just this weird thing. But, um, yeah, apparently Kelsey Grammer is now banned from Piers Morgan, which is probably a really big deal until he gets canceled. Piers Morgan's not going to last much longer. You don't think? No. I wouldn't be surprised if Larry King came back because at least he had some semblance of a rating, but you I, know. I hope so. I enjoy him. Yeah. Well, so, okay, but anyways, yeah. What I was going to say is one of the things that they discussed with some of these murders that happened, and I understand that there was another office shooting today in Minneapolis, uh-huh. is they were wanting to figure out if we should impose a service where somebody could say, "Hey, there's a donkey on the edge out there." And he needs he we he hasn't done anything yet. A donkey on the edge. Well, yeah, I love that line from what's that show Shrek, where he goes, "I'm a donkey on the edge." Oh, and I, I so I'm that. I'm referring to the fact that some of these people, everybody notices after the fact that they thought they were about to, you know, go murder somebody, yeah. but they didn't. You know, I mean the the uh, the shooting that happened in the theater. Everybody has inklings, but nobody knows what to do before something horrible happens. And they were saying, you know, maybe we have a anonymous call in line, say that person needs cooling off. Maybe it's more than 72 hours. They get a psych, psyche valve. And- well, it'd be nice if people don't buy, you know, gobs loads of ammunition online. That's, that's a good start right there. Well, but it's not, you know, in the case of this gentleman that, that just murdered his landlord, it isn't, he didn't use a weapon. He yeah. used his fists. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you want to prevent, like, office shootings in, in Colorado and all the, the stuff that, um, you know, basically, 
um, all the bad things that basically happen um, when you know because people are kind of deranged. I mean, you probably should. The easiest way to you know stop that is make it so it's harder to buy Almo online. Just you know. Oh, I want a thousand boxes at my house. That doesn't sound suspicious. I don't I, think those are the people that. Well, I'm. That's that's not a, the best indication of whether somebody's going to go crazy and murder somebody. I don't think the amount of ammo you have determines that. Those are people that are stockpiling for other reasons. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't know. So, what else is going on today? Um, well, the actor's name that we're talking about is Johnny Lewis. And oh, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that. Sons of Anarchy actor. And his landlord was 81 years old, and she was beaten beyond recognition. Wow. And um, he was under the influence of drugs. They are doing toxicology reports. But, you know, who knows if there were indications that he was about ready to go crazy. It's hard to know. But he, you know, this is something that... You know, I guess it comes down to vigilance. It comes down to vigilance of everybody around, but really none of us. Oh, I guess what he's famous for is he formerly dated Katy Perry. So, oh. and he's had he's had some pretty sizable roles. Hasn't most people in Hollywood formerly dated? <laughs> I, I mean, poor Katy. Yeah, she, she's not that bright, so I don't feel that bad for her. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, the other problem with that too is like I don't know, but like when I lose my temper. I don't usually know beforehand I'm about to lose it. Do you lose your temper? Oh, yeah. What's that like? Um, Me getting angry. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just I get really <coughs> impatient, and then I want to hit something, and then, I, you know, just I do lose my temper. Have you ever broken your fist? Um, I probably have come close. Uh, I, usually I lose my temper. I used to, be, used to, I used to be a really polite driver, and traffic jams never bothered me. And then I went to Sweden, and in Sweden you have so much public transportation. And at the time, uh, in 2005, before the gas crisis, uh, gas there was about eight bucks a, a, a gallon. And so you, people aren't driving just for the you know willy nilly hell of it. And so there's not very many traffic jams, and if at all, there's zero. And so um, after I came back to Orange County, it's just like, come on, people you know rails let's do some public rails and let's do you know get better public transportation where you don't have to drive all the time so driving i'm really bad at that i get really mad um i get i get mad at grandmas that are going 45 on an overpass that just drives me insane and so um yeah and so i do lose my temper and i'm surprised i haven't punched a hole through the steering wheel yet because i do get really mad i'm surprised by that i would think that you'd want to conserve your energy for something else <laughs> no not really I, I i don't know i don't know what i'm conserving my energy for because i can't play soccer anymore so i don't i don't know huh yeah um okay so here's another one of the news stories that came up that that seems a little wacky and off base but they have scanned einstein's brain it's still around. It was frozen, like Stalin. I, you know, honestly, I'd have to read this article to tell you if how that happened. But a medical museum um, had a hold of it. And there are 350 fragile and priceless slides made of his brain after his death. So wow. maybe they have, you know, uh, little thin preps on slides and those have been stored. Okay. Anyway, I, I don't really understand. I guess maybe they were looking to see if his brain was made differently than the rest of ours. It might be. 
right. I don't think it would be made different. I think it would just like channel information different. I just want to know what would possess somebody to want to have a photograph of a scan of the inside of his brain. Well, I mean, there's doctors that don't get grossed out by that kind of thing. I, oh, I'm married I do. to one of those. Yeah, there you go. It costs you nine ninety nine to have a downloaded scan of his brain. Uh, well, see, I don't think I would want to buy one. Uh, no, but but clearly this is being offered. I wonder I wonder who's offering it because they are in need of money. Clearly, they, yeah. they are suffering a budget crisis somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. All right, yeah. if you're just tuning in, this is Real People of Orange County. You have the ramblings of Heather McCoy and Kimberly Martin. We are here at 88.9 FM, KUCI in Irvine. And we are rambling today because I could not reschedule my guest in time to I don't get know if I would call in. it a, a, a rambling. I would say we're bantering. That's I'm a better... Bantering is if you and I are disagreeing oh. regularly. We are oh. not disagreeing. We are sharing information. Yeah. But it's random information. It's not very a very succinct topic that we are taking from point A to point B. So yeah, we're yeah, it's me. It's me just kind of crashing after um, moving. Moving's going well, kind of good. Well, I guess. when did you move? Oh, I have some. I'm still moving currently. Okay, so you have the new place. You're moving all the stuff. <laughs> well, we kind of have the new place. Oh, that's right. Because the new place needs a lot of work, right? The new place needs a lot of work. My bo- my brother bought it from an insane Catwoman. Basically, the bank repossessed it from the insane cat woman, but then the bank didn't touch it. I just want to make sure you ripped out the carpeting. Yes, that was the first thing oh, my dad God. did when he got here. Yeah. Is your dad still here helping? Yes. Oh, my. He's here until the 30th. So, very the... lucky for all the extra help, I'm sure. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad he came. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. But, awesome. like, at the same time, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't get why, but. I mean, sometimes I just don't understand why you, you would buy a house that needs so much work to even live in it. But, you know, I guess, you know, everybody if the price has, is right, I don't know. Everybody has their idea of a good deal. But no, but we grew up that way. That's a problem is we grew up in a fixer-upper that was a rental. And we always had um, we always had dust from some project everywhere in the house, at, you know, one area of the house at one time or another. And so... We grew up that way. I don't know why you would want to bring that back into your life. Who primarily did that? Was that your mother or your no, father? No, my my dad. Yeah, he, liked... he he would start projects and then Well, the... that's why he's out here. He loves this kind of thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's what, I mean, I figured that out a while ago, but yeah, it's it's just like why would you invite that on yourself again? That's just my my thing that kind of frustrates me. Well, they say that we do the opposite of what our parents taught us just so that we can, you know, get out from under that experience yeah and in most cases i can see that but uh yeah this is one where i would really want to do the opposite but uh, apparently my brother felt differently so anyways um okay so one of the other things i heard on the radio today i you know it's terrible you get in the car you haven't been in the car in a while you listen to things that would never be a part of your life or your brain and now i've got these images i can't seem to get out of my head okay um, they were discussing on the radio how you can insert alcohol strictly, d- directly through um, up to your intestines to get drunk faster. Oh, nice. And then they were also describing, well, this was a college campus. This is something we should probably send out a 
<laughs> an awareness uh-huh. alert for. You can die from this, people. This, oh. this causes your blood alcohol level to go up ragingly fast and dangerously high to where you could never probably recover from it. So there's a downside. Uh- <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> I just, I'm blown away. I'd never even heard of anything like this. Yeah. Have you? No. I'm but so then happy again, to hear you say but, that. But then again, like I'm, <laughs> as far as like how to intoxicate yourself faster, I'm always behind in that news. I really don't know. The only thing I really know is when elms are coming out and when I want the them. The elms. Oh, you are. No, so, albums. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I not the say, elms. I thought you were worried about when your, when your allergies were going to act up. Oh, no. Like uh, we're all <laughs> suffering from today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah, intoxicating yourself. I, I, I've never liked the taste of alcohol. I don't know about you. It's always, I always imagine what alcohol would t- taste like actually would be, what my mental picture would, would be what urine would taste like. So I just, I don't really care for. That's funny because it's nothing like urine. Well, yeah, I don't I've never, know. I've had to have tasted urine to be yeah, able to compare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's my, so that's have just Have you me. tasted urine? <laughs> No, but that's what my imagination tells me. That's what it would taste like. So, and, but I do look. I do like vodka. I, I guess well, I'm see, now Russian. That makes no sense I to me love because vodka. I I like to have cocktails. I like all sorts of different types of drinks. I don't like to drink more than maybe one or two because then I do feel sick. So I'm I'm very lucky. I have that built-in mechanism that slows me Hit down. The brakes. But for you to say you like vodka, that's creepy. Why? I mean, not creepy. I take that back. Creepy is the wrong word. That's I just... didn't say I liked it with roofies in it. <laughs> That's freaky. <laughs> because uh, th- to me, vodka is like drinking rubbing alcohol. Really? No. No, I've done that. <laughs> no. You've done that? You no. can't do that and survive. No, I, I've, t- I've, I've done enough projects with electronics that I've smelled rubbing alcohol quite a bit. And I don't, no, it doesn't taste, it doesn't taste it like It tastes vodka. almost identical to rubbing alcohol. No. I'm pretty so, sure. Anyways, so what's, right. what else is going on? All right. On? So... Um, well, I'm just trying to pull up some wacky news, and then what? what wacky are the other th- news. Well, you mean the presidential news. election? <laughs> well, that, that <laughs> certainly qualifies. Oh, uh, it's just been bad. I, you know what? It's so much better this she- this election than it was the last election because last really? time it was the endless election. It seemed like it went on and on and on, and this is this like the shortest one in the history of Earth. Yeah, this one feels like it's going on and on and on. I like hearing about the grizzly mamas and all that stuff. And the grizzly what? The grizzly mamas or whatever whatever Palin called herself back then. That was kind of cute. I don't then, remember that. Yeah. Oh, you mean because she was a rock... A hockey mom, or is that well? That was one of her reference. Well, grizzly means that you know she lives in the Great White North. But yeah, she. I forgot what her different little things were, and I I I miss hearing about Bob the Builder and Joe the Plumber and and Heather the Radio Host. And I I love the name and then the occupation after it. It's just like Bob the Engineer. (laughs) That was awesome. There was a lot going on last time that doesn't seem to be happening. Now is that because that we're not as interested in the candidates? time well they're both boring i mean you don't have you don't you don't have one of the candidates doing a judge smells imitation from caddyshack when he's like what about me doing this huh huh, huh? john mccain did that oh my god that's <laughs> he like, funny he, he did judge smells imitation right on stage and i'm like oh my god <laughs> it's like how how about i give you a nice shiny quarter danny 
Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, I mean, they're both automatrons. I mean, they're both so boring. Well, they're both politicians, you know. Well, John McCain was a, a politician, but he was suffering all from Alzheimer's, so it made it interesting to watch. This is just completely... Do we know this diagnosis has been confirmed? It's alleged. Heather? It's alleged. It's alleged for It's me. alleged for anybody over or fifty, can, by the way. Or I can do a <laughs> we Fox all News. Suffer, we all suffer from that. I can do a. Fox, oh wait, I'm not over fifty. I can do a Fox News and we'll say, well, some people say he has Alzheimer's. <laughs> people are shocking. Oh, just saying. If that's one of their tricks, if they don't want to source something, they'll just say, well, people are saying. People are saying this. Yeah. Not. Not that it's Can I bring true. up one sporting news story? Yeah, I'd love some sports. Um, Are you going to talk about that football play and the no, referees? No, the referees. I went to the detail on that in the Heather McCoy show last uh, week or You're on gonna Tuesday. You're going to have to fill me in on that because I just... I... It was brilliant. I mean, it, ratings were up because it was a lot fun watching these people not figure out how to do calls. Uh, I think I mentioned last Tuesday morning, uh, their, the Pittsburgh and Jets game from week two... There was a, I think it was uh, Mark Sanchez who intentionally grounded the ball in the red zone area, and the refs like trying to figure out the call, and then it goes intentional grounding, fifteen yard penalty, and then um, basically, and then I'm screaming at the t- radio, um, loss of down, loss of down, more and loss of down, but um, yeah, so they got the deal done, and the refs got a pay increase, which was a lot be- better than what they were looking at. It was about a 16% pay decrease. So, I mean, that, that's. Uh, I'm glad they got it settled, and I'm glad the union won a lockout because that, the lockouts have been increasing since 2010. So um, it's, a good, it's a good victory for labor. Um, one of the re- things that I've, I've heard some people say is, and I'm not just saying that so I don't have to source it, but I've heard a few friends ask <laughs> um, that, you know, why don't in the NFL union, why can't they show show solidarity and strike? Well, there is a rule there. there the um, thing that made unions more legal it was a Taft-Hartley bill that was signed in 1946 or 1947. It was by Truman. And basically what it says is like, unless your contract is up, you can't go on strike. So you can't do solidarity strikes. You can't do um, walk, you know, like the um, you can't do a general strike like in the 30s there was a right. lot of general strikes in the 30s so uh the nfl players because their contract was signed last uh year they couldn't walk out so that's one of the parts of taft hartley i would like to change because it would make labor have a lot more power as far as uh being able um to better, negotiate better deals because you can isolate people that way if you, it's only if your contract's up that you can walk out okay so. all right but yeah the the, the refs they're back and I'm sure there's going to be still, I'm still, they're going to still blow calls because it's a human game and things are happening at lightning fast speeds and, and, uh, players have amazing agility to get two hands or two feet in the, in the, in the inbounds. And so I'm sure there's going to be calls that are missed, but it's not going to be, you know, I can't count 15 yards from the previous spot. Like, how do I do this? Like, I'm surprised one of them have, didn't count hash marks going one, two, three, four, <laughs> Uh, the one thing that I will say, <laughs> and then uh, the one thing I will say about the refs, so is um, when you get replacement scab workers, and, and, and being somebody that was part of a labor dispute, usually the scabs are the stupidest people around. Um, when we came back to our grocery store, we had we spent uh, the milk guys probably spent about at least a month or two cleaning the place up. Oh my! Yeah, it was just a mess. So they're not very bright. So that that's one of the things I think that was working against them too. It's hard to officiate a game when you're kind of slow. That's true. So, yeah. Well, I loved the fact 
that somebody in Vegas decided to give their money back to the oh, people. Oh, that was pretty sweet. What do you sweet. think about that? That's... I, I'm so fascinated by all of the secondary consequences to that event. I, I think that's really awesome. I do too. Yeah. Now, I don't think everybody else will follow suit. No, probably not. But I think that's that's a really nice gesture for, for the betting community. But um, oh, this, actually, the, the news story I was going to say was, the, the, the sports story I was going to say is, um, about the Dodgers and and they remember the trade that they made where they took on all that salary they they got um they got Josh Beckett they got uh <laughs> now I'm blanking on his name they they yeah, they got Carl Crawford <laughs> and they they got um the first baseman that I just completely blanked on uh Adrian Gonzalez and so and then the Dodgers sent four players over there for these guys. And then it's like, oh, Adrian Gonzalez is going to bring so much, you know, more protection to Matt Camp, blah, blah, blah. The Giants better watch out. And then I, you know, I, I said at the time, and my friend Neil that does fieldofschemes.com, we were having an email exchange about this trade because normally we don't talk about sports. We just talk about the financing of stadiums. Um, we were going back and forth, and I'm like, I think this is just a payroll dump for Boston, and I don't think this is going to help the Dodgers, and it's kind of turning out to be the case. And huh. they, they, they went south as soon as they made that trade, so... Well, there's been a lot of baseball on in the house, but I have to uh-huh. say I haven't paid any attention. Yeah, it's it's not time yet. It, it's getting close to time. Uh, baseball has so many games. I might watch one or two or three a, in uh, in the regular season, but I don't want to burn myself out for the postseason, and then the postseason is when I go completely bonkers for it. So I pace myself now. And on baseball. Someone, yeah, on baseball. Base, I'm sorry. Would it, would I be getting in trouble if I said I thought baseball was rather boring? Well, the thing is, is if you watch it in person, um, if you turn your head and talk to your friend, you've missed something. If you do it, if for some reason the TV... In baseball? Re- yes. If you, um, TV really slows down the game somehow. The NFL, they make it quicker, but baseball, they seem to... Somehow TV makes it a lot slower. So I don't I don't know how that works. TV is kind of strange because the outfield looks a lot smaller on TV than it is in real life. It, it, TV does some weird things with space and time that I haven't figured out yet and I haven't gotten a great explanation for yet. So, huh. uh, Well, speaking of the Dodgers, um, the gentleman that formerly owned the Dodgers, uh-huh. his Frank wife, McCourt. yes, his ex-wife, Jamie McCourt, is taking him back to court because of she course. feels like she didn't get enough money. <laughs> God, that thing's going to just continue on and on and on. And I wonder what he did to her to make her so mad. I don't know. But th- what was so weird about the, the divorce was like LA sports fans were like, oh God, a divorce, that means the Dodgers are going to go through hell. I don't think that was necessarily the case. I don't think the divorce made them go through the hell that they did. I think it was just bad management. And whether the McCourt stayed married or not, that would have happened to him. I so, don't know. You have to understand a marriage can really affect your life for the good and for the bad. I yeah. Just, you never know. He was a paper millionaire and they they sold him the team. I don't think I well, really... What's I really, the backstory on him? Do you know? I don't know. that. I, he, I think he was... I don't remember. I think he was an alleged real estate developer, but I, I it's been so long. Uh, I forgot what his... Did he own the Dodgers outright? Yes. He, well, I mean, I think he was... I'm not sure about that one. I would have to get back to you, actually, in the <sighs> classic Sarah Palin thing. That's the other thing is, is the fun thing about her was last year. Can I get back to you, Charlie, on that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, the fun thing about her last time was uh, basically, basi- you know, if you get interviewed by Katie Couric, I don't think it's a, a cause to freak out and go, oh my God, I don't have to prep for this for four days. I mean, she's never really known as a brain, but like she got stumped Sarah Palin. I mean, that was what was so awesome about it. You know what, though? Nobody has ever done that to anybody else in the way that they did it to her. So you have to actually say, huh, that's just not fair. I don't think... Even Charlie Gibson's never done an interview like that where he was trying to nail somebody. What did did Charlie Gibson do? He's the one that asked her something related to... um, Was it the Bush Doctrine? No. Oh, no, no, no. It was some, some... uh, scuttlebutt going on in one of the old Eastern Bloc countries, and he was asking her to give an opinion about it, and she wasn't able to on the spot. And she said, asked if she could get back to him on that. But <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not something that he did in his morning news program very often. So it was a little unfair. You have to admit they're both out of their out of their zone when they had that discussion. Well, I, I don't think being out of your zone disqualifies you from talking about foreign policy on network TV. I don't think you're supposed to talk about things you don't know about. Yeah. I think you're supposed to refrain from trying to sound intelligent about topics that you aren't deeply and intimately aware of. Well, then that means meet the press shouldn't be on TV. Well, I think that means most of them shouldn't be. I think yeah. I think we should demand a higher quality of discourse from the people that are discoursing in front of us. And that's probably... That's not too much to ask. I don't think it is, but I think, you know, it's going on in universities today. Why aren't we heralding those people that are the educated and putting them on air? Maybe that's what we should do with our time here at KUCI. They're they're eggheads. They're gay. Who? (laughs) Smart people. You really think that? No. I'm just joking. You know, I mean, that's what most... You have a little little smile as you say that. Yeah. No, but like, that's what I think a lot of broadcast people think is like, if you have someone smart on TV, then they're going to be boring and... uh, they, you know, they're in the business of selling ads. So I really do think industry people think if you actually have a smart debate going on, you can't sell as much as you could if you were just had two morons screaming at each other. Right. Yeah. Well, I just think that I remember being fully engaged in the debate when the debaters were educated. And it's very hard now to listen because everybody has a little method of speaking. They don't have any content. And that's irritating to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems that Mitt Romney's running a content-free campaign. He's like, I'm going to make jobs, but no details. And he's never been really asked to give details. And I don't well, know. It's a far cry from the de- – the debates haven't happened yet, and those are going to be horrible. It's a far cry from the <laughs> level of debate that Robert F- w- Robert Kennedy had with his opponent. You actually, it was actually an intelligent discussion, which you just were you old get enough to points. see that, or I've, are you just looking at the old ones? The old ones. I'm not yeah. old enough to see it. I love how you love the old movies, the old old news. I love how you like that. Do you do you have yeah. just sources that you go to to dig around and see? What I it just was find like? stuff online, and then I just you read a lot. Probably. Yeah, because I, I mean, I just don't like a lot of the movies today because it's like CGI effects and a really stupid script, and then movie done. Right, right. And so, yeah, there's a lot more cleverness of the you. old ones. Yeah, yeah. So, I, do you think? Um, do you feel a little lost in this generation? Completely, but the, I think the part of it too is I feel lost in the culture. Like, um, I don't feel like I fit in here. Like when I went to Sweden, it seemed like I was making friends a lot easier there than I would here. 
Huh. So uh, away from KUCI, I should say, because it's a lot easier to make friends here for me right. than in the general public, just because everybody here loves music. Um, so we have something in common going in. But in the general public, it's a, it was a lot easier for me to make make friends in Sweden than it ever was here. And I was well, only there for think, weeks. What do you think the reason was? Do you think maybe you were more open because you were traveling? No, I don't think. It, no, I think when you're traveling, you are more not you personally, but people in general are more open. They're more um, responsive to experiences that they wouldn't necessarily be while they're buried in their day to day of their own lives. I think there's a certain truth to that because I'm analyzing Heather here today on <laughs> yeah. 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. Yeah, I think there's a certain truth to that because when I go swimming, um, there's a lot of apartments that face a swimming pool, and I see the glow of TVs on every almost every one of them. Right. Uh, so I think there's a certain truth to that for most people, but uh, when I'm able to watch TV, it's a rare, very rare thing. And then usually when I do, I just watch it for a while because it's like i feel like i'm always on the go and always doing something right so for me i'm pretty active and for me i don't think there's a big difference between myself here and myself in sweden but i just find the people a lot more receptive to other people and they're not trying to say oh i've got my little circle around me and i'm busy and i do this i do that and i think people here they think they're executives even if they're poor and they just have a smartphone I, I think well, there's that, some truth to that. I, I, I stood next to somebody in the line at In-N-Out Burger before getting here that was behaving in just that manner. Yeah, and then they, they think that you know they're the blank, and then everybody else around them isn't, and it's just yeah, it's kind of a nasty attitude. It's that, that rugged can, individualism that that America is known for that maybe has gone a little bit awry. Yeah, it's gone, gone really a awry. Bit, it's gone a little bit narcissistic as opposed to extremely taking care of one's own camp. Yeah, Before it's gotten can... really narcissistic. And it's just like, what can you do for me? Nothing? Okay, bye. So, yeah. And you didn't feel that when you traveled? No. I, oh, like, uh, there's a there's a little town uh, just west of Malabracken. Or, I'm sorry, just west of Torsby. And Torsby is in the middle of nowhere. I'll show you off air on Google Maps. Um, and Malabracken is literally about a village about of about five houses. And one of those houses had a little hostel in it. And I became very good. Uh, we the the hostel owner and I, the husband and wife, we got so close that we were literally crying when my time to leave after three days was up. Because you just really enjoyed. The we time. enjoyed each other's company, and then like there was one time they had these little kayaks that you can just for free just go up kayaking on on the on the river. And one time I took it out in Sweden in the summertime. If you haven't been there. Sometimes I guess it can be a little bit like the Midwest where you just have flash thunderstorms. And I went out and then the, I can't remember her name at the moment, but um, she ran out and she's, she's calling after me and she's like, she's, you know, basically watch out for lightning. I mean, I mean, we just got really, really close and, um, and it, and I've never gotten close to like people in just three days like that where I would be literally crying if they go. Um, there's a few KUCI DJs that it's taken me a few years to get close to that I get sad when I, they leave, but never like that, not after three days. So it's just, it's a different mentality. And what I love about too is I was kind of in the Swedish Appalachian area and you don't see the poverty that you do in our Appalachia area. And, you know, people have their work and, um, and, 
you're you're expected to live life more. They have more vacation time. You're not just a drone that goes to work 365 days a year and maybe gets Christmas off. I mean, the pace of life is a lot slower, uh, and that kind of suits me. Like I don't, I don't as much as I would love to do radio on air. I don't really. That's not my goal is to be sitting next to Bob Costas. My goal is just to make a living doing what I love. And if it's not very much money, then great. And if it turns out to be better than that, even better. You know, it's just I and then I don't know. It's I'm I think I'm just a lot different than a lot of people that I meet. Huh. Well, I think you see yourself as different and that might make it a little harder. I don't know if I see myself as different, but I I just I think after a while I just see myself as different because I when I have conversations with people, there's just such a um canyon between where I'm at and where they're at that it it's I it just it's accumulation of conversations and I just feel like I'm I'm different than most Americans, but. Have you thought of moving abroad? Yes. I'm actually talking to somebody um, that's part of a really cool band called the Southside Stalkers, and they're from Sweden, and uh, I'm getting in touch with one of the bandmates who is American, and we've uh, I'm going to start talking with him and seeing how he moved abroad, because that might be a possibility. Um, I think they're a little bit more trans-friendly there, too, so... Uh, that could be helpful. That could be helpful as far as, as, far as finding a job. So, uh, yeah, I, I would like to just be in a place where it's a little bit, you know, just a little bit more accepting than where I'm at right now. So, Right. Yeah, yeah you need to have a soft landing. Yeah, if somewhere. You don't have that at, <laughs> somewhere. Some, if you don't have that in life, that, that, can be, that can be really distressing. Yeah, that could be distressing. So, yeah. Well, I just I just diagnosed myself. My husband would be proud. I have otitis media. Do you know what that is? Oh, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure I have an earache. Oh, (laughs) is that for me? I hope not. Oh (laughs) no, the earache's been coming on for about a week and a half now. Oh, okay. (laughs) I can't blame the earache on you. (laughs) Oh, that's that's good. (laughs) All the more reason you should move to Sweden. (laughs) Oh well, there you go. I'm teasing. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, this has been fun. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah. I I wish that I had a little bit more interesting things to say today because. Having a headache and an earache that I've just realized, oh my gosh, my ears inflamed, um, is probably you know what's dragging me down, man. It's dragging me down. How are you? Have, how are you dealing with headphones? Honestly, because like when I have a headache, like there's certain tones when I listen to music or if I have headphones on in general. Well, it just makes my head hurt more. I'm but. not listening to music, and so far, oh. the sound well, of your even voice hasn't e- hasn't. Oh, hurt it me hasn't yet. hit. Yeah. A, okay. Plus, I have volume control over here, so if it yeah, was bugging works. me, I could just turn it down. That works. So. so now, up next is Matt Kaplan, and we're a couple minutes away from that transition. But yeah. uh, can I just say, I think Matt Kaplan is a true professional. He's a professional in every sense of the word. He really is. I He is somebody I, I want to emulate and uh, hope to be like more. But I can never remember the name of his show. <laughs> no. Well, that would be bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll get there. Um, Counterspin is what comes up first, and then after that is Planetary Radio with Matt exactly. Kaplan. And we're not quite ready for that transition yet, but Heather is going to take a minute to show me. Actually, I, she's just remembered what we need to run and get her, the CDs. Um, Matt is away today, 
And so he's asked us to sit in his stead and go ahead and get him queued up for for his show. So we're working on that. Oh, you're not supposed to do all the buttons for me. You're supposed to let me do them. So Heather's got to come over here and show me, walk me through this so that I can... I can get myself going. We're good. We're good, huh? Okay. So at some point here, we're going to switch over to Matt Kaplan. And um, are you going to tell me when? We can do it now. Well, do you have the CD? No, but we can do it now. Okay. So we're going to transition. We're going to sign off and say thank you for listening to uh, Real People of Orange County, KUCI 88.9 FM here in Irvine. This has been Kimberly Martin and Heather McCoy, and I, I am going to repeat the fact that we rambled a bit. It was kind of nice. I guess. We, I don't know We dilly-dallied through an hour of radio, and, and we attempted to be purposeful at times, and so that was good. Yeah, I guess. That was okay. good. All right, so thank you. Yeah, we'll no see problem. see you all next week with, with a guest in the studio, of course. Yeah.